Howdy guys, welcome back to the Stay Tuned Podcast. This is episode 21, Kyle and Sam as always, and today we're going to be joined by up and coming uh, country, rock, kind of alternate Texas musician, Parker Ryan. Hope you all enjoy. Yo, what's up dude? How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are y'all? Good, man. My name's Kyle. I was the one that reached out to you. I'm Sam. And that's my Kyle and Sam. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How you doing, Parker? Doing good. Um, So, can you hear us all right? Can you hear us good? Yeah, it's always kind of. Yeah, I can hear y'all. Okay, you sound good too. So we're all good. Um, We're probably just um, gonna cut like hour or so podcast if that's cool with you. And tonight, or if y'all good, or no, not really, man. I got time set aside. I have nothing to do till tomorrow morning. I've been off these past like three or four days, so okay, I'm that's nice, huh? Big chilling, yeah. It's been really nice. So let's just let's just start here. Then appreciate you coming on, joining us. Um, so how old are you? Uh, well, if I go to a bar and, and they ask, I'm 21, but I'm actually 19. Are you, are you 19? 19? Yes. Holy shit, wow. dude. Okay, because you did uh have you been on hippies and cowboys at all? Did yeah. You, yeah. Like, I'm actually wearing oh wow. oh wow, look at you. That's pretty yeah. good. So we, we know Mike pretty good. He lives like right by us. Really? He came yeah. in and did a podcast with us. Hell yeah. He said man. that he's he really did cool. you. And I was like, Oh, like I love that dude's music and all this. He's like, Yeah, he's only like eighteen or nineteen. And I was like, There's no way he's only eighteen or nineteen. So yeah, that's so when that did you start then? I started playing guitar when I was eight. Um, I didn't start singing until like probably a year or two after that. Um, But I started, I didn't start writing songs until I wrote one song in fifth grade that wasn't terrible. I'm not gonna lie. Wasn't bad. But then I didn't write another decent one until I was like 16. What, what, What was the concept of the first one you wrote? Uh, it was a heartbreak song. I remember uh, my girlfriend I had been dating since third grade broke up with me during PE, and I was just destroyed. So I wrote a song about it, and then couldn't, couldn't get another good one for a couple of years. But then they started coming along after that. So, but you've been right. You've been writing then for a really long time too. Uh, I've been writing for a long time, but I like I don't have any songs that I am proud of enough to play in front of people until like probably two years ago okay so you're still like, pretty good to that yeah like i have i have some originals that i wrote before that that i like kind of remember and i'll find a recording of and i'm like not terrible but it's like not not quite all the way confident in them right yeah so so you live in texas then right now yes yeah, so i grew up in east texas uh outside of lufkin if you know where that is um not really, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like 30 minutes from Na- – or Lufkin's like 15 minutes from Nacogdoches. Okay, like okay. Kind of in that area. So I grew up in Huntington, which is a really small town, 15 minutes outside of Lufkin. Um, lived there for like 17 years and then moved to Galveston halfway through my junior year of high school, okay. which is where I am now. My parents still live here, but uh, – so I graduated a semester early and moved to College Station, which is where I'm still currently residing. And you just been playing music? Yeah, I went. So, like I said, I graduated a semester early, and I was like, man, I just want to get out of Galveston. You graduated high like, school semester early. Yes, graduated high school semester that. early. So December of 2020. 
nine, no, 20. Yeah. December of 2019. Cause I was the class of 2020. Right. Sure. So yeah, I graduated in December, uh, moved in with my brother in a camper that he was living in by himself in January. And I, like my parents had always said that if you're going to college, you don't have time for a full-time job. So we'll help you out with money. But if you're not going to college, you have time for a full-time job. You're on your own <laughs> is their standpoint on it. And I didn't want to go to college cause I hated school. So I worked a couple jobs. I did, um, right when I moved there, I was working one day a week at a sale barn in Bryan and it was terrible man it was like 7 a.m to 7 p.m every wednesday and it was like 80 dollars yeah a, uh, a week. What, what so they? it was like cattle or horses or what were they it was mostly cattle but there was like i mean there was some goats that came in there sometimes and some sheep That's but exciting. most of the time it was just some stupid stupid cows man it was kind of fun like because my whole life growing up i worked with cattle but they were always like gentle sometimes so general that they're hard to work because like you know you're trying to move them and they're just like looking at you like what's up and you don't they don't want to go anywhere but yeah so it's kind of fun working with some stupid cows because then they're chasing you and you got to like run and jump the fence and try not to get killed is a little bit more exciting so you were doing that when you were like 18 yeah yes i was 18 and then uh Let's see. So I did that, and then I did valet parking at a hospital in Bryan for a while. There you go. That's a popular one. A lot of young people get into that one for sure. Yeah. Well, part-time. Then, do I know? Well, part-time job on the side. Yeah. Yeah. But, it wasn't bad. Um, the pay wasn't great, but it was it was a part-time job. It wasn't terrible. And then, since it was at a hospital, and COVID hit, we got laid off, and I didn't have a job, and like my I didn't really have anywhere. I mean, I had a place to stay. I was staying with my brother, but like there was no reason for me to be in college station, spending money on groceries and all that stuff. And like, I could, my parents were like, I mean, you can come home, you can come stay with us and we have groceries and stuff. So uh, I stayed home for a little while and then I got a job back in college station at a lumber yard. And that was fun. That was, that was not really actually fun. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> It was like 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. And like I was trying to focus on music at this point in my life, but like obviously I wasn't really getting anywhere yet. I was just like really focusing on writing, but like my career wasn't really taking off yet. Like performing and stuff, you mean? Yeah. So I wasn't really getting a whole lot, which I've been playing shows since I was 16, but like those were like acoustic three hour, four hour cover shows that just like kind of or money in my pocket, not, like not, they're more gigs than shows. You know what I mean? Right, okay. So, okay. So I was still working. Uh, I did the lumber yard for a while and then uh, I kind of got fed up with it. And I was like, man, this sucks. I'm going to college. So my parents will give me money. Cause I hated uh, it. It just like, I was working my ass off and I was just like, man, why not go to college? You know? So I went to college online for, one semester and then i was like man this sucks i'm going back to work <laughs> so i just got tired of asking my parents for money man because like i hate asking my parents for money i'm still only 19 and i have a job but like 
if I'm running low on cash, like I refuse to ask my parents for money. Right, I don't right. know why, but I just I just hate doing it. So that's a good that's a good quality to have though, you know. Yeah, I mean there's been like once or twice that I've had to in the past like two years since I've moved out, which I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. Once or twice, so, so. So what job are you working right now? You say you're working. Uh, right now I work at okay, so I, I did work at Guitar Center. Technically I'm not Guitar. working right now. Right. I worked at Guitar Center in College Station, but my lease went up. I'm like practically homeless right now. It's like I'm kind of in between because my lease was up like four days ago at my apartment in College Station, and I'm I'm moving in with you know Jordan Nix. Have y'all heard of him? Yeah. So my buddy Jordan Nix is like one of my best friends, and me and his guitar player are gonna move in together in College Station. Oh, that'll be fun. But like we're like pretty much all three of us are going to be on the road for another two or three weeks. So there's no point in us moving in somewhere right now. Right, if we right. don't even like need a place to stay and just it'd be money. So we're just kind of like, we're leaving tomorrow morning to find Oregon to play some, or find to Seattle, Washington, and then go into Oregon to play some shows with the lowdown drifters. But oh, so anyways, my, my, That's dope. yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. I'm big fans of them. Um, but yeah, so my lease was up a couple of days ago and I told my boss, I was like, man, like, I don't want to quit, but I either need to turn in my, my two weeks notice or I need a month off. Right. Cause I just like, don't have anywhere to stay here. And he was pretty much like, I don't think we can do it, but I'm probably going to apply back when I get back. <laughs> the yeah. There you go. There you go. It's not a bad job, but He'll probably take you right back. As of, technically as of now I'm unemployed. I'm yeah. just doing music because I have a bunch. I'm like I'm legitimately going to be busy with music and on the road for the next two or three weeks. So that's that's exciting though. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it for sure. So are you touring through the West Coast or just staying in Oregon? No, it's man. I wish I had the show poster screenshot of it. Just tagged me in it. I think it's mostly in Oregon, really. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, I don't know where it is. But it's like, it's four dates, and I'm pretty sure one of them's in Washington, and then the rest are Next year in Oregon? Yeah. Because they live in Washington. They're from there, right? Oh, I didn't know that. They might be. Oh, I think they are. I looked them up because I wanted to go see them play this summer, but they're out there a lot, so. Yeah, they might be. I don't know. I've only ever seen them, like, I've never seen them live, but I've ran into – Big John, the lead singer, like two or three times down in College Station recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. he's friends with Dalton Domino, who, you know, is over Honcho Music Group. Yep. So he manages Slade. The, the, the people that I'm closest with that he manages are Slade, Jacob Staley, and Jordan Nix. Yeah. And last Tuesday, um, me and Jordan were doing that weekly thing at the tap every Tuesday, and we had Slade Coulter as our special guest. So – John came and like watched us play and stuff. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, because we had we had Slade on back like during the school year. Right, yeah, I remember right you when he that. dropped like "Hey Mary." Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, he's got some good stuff too. So you guys got like a pretty good like community down there in College Station, then. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like, I didn't really realize it was like that. I mean, the first person that I met that pretty much introduced me to everybody is Jordan. Like. Um, I told this story on the last podcast I was on, but it's so funny. I cannot tell. So 
I've met Jordan at the tap in College Station. I pretty much was really drunk and followed him into the bathroom and was like, <laughs> man, like, I mean, I was, I was like 17. I had just moved to College Station. I, I like honestly I had no idea who he was, but I just heard him play and I was like, this dude is fucking awesome. Right? <laughs> and it was it was him and Tanner Ustry, and I think Ben Kavlicek and Shrink Cowie. And so Anyways, yeah, so that's the short version of how I met Jordan. And then he let me open for him and Steli. And then Steli got me to open for him. And it was just like Jordan really is the dude that, like, took me under his wing and he really helped me out. Right. Most of the connections, almost all the connections that I have are somehow through Jordan. Through Jordan. Yeah, just because he's – everybody loves Jordan. He's a, he's a really good guy and a badass musician. Yeah. And so – the fact that we lived half a mile from each other in College Station, we would just get together and write and hang out all the time. We still right. do. So. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like Texas, like, I feel like the music scene there, like, you guys are, like, pretty supportive of each other. And, like, there's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of independent stuff going on, which I think is, like, super cool. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's true then with, like, Jordan and, like, you and Steli and all those guys just, like, opening for each other or whatever taking your yeah. wings that's pretty sweet especially like 17 years old like that had to be crazy oh yeah it's like uh, there's i can't tell you how many times already in my life that i've been in a situation and i'll just look around and be like how the fuck did i get here like, right. what is my life like it was crazy like we uh i've done um how many i guess five full band shows now recently with like all these new originals that i've been writing and stuff that's going to be on this album right we're working on um and so my first one like another thing where it's just like what is my life my first full band show was at harry's in college station opening for giovanni and the hired gun so like oh they're they're already like yeah that's like out of the gate just like how did because another thing dalton domino hit me up and asked me that and i only know dalton through jordan Jordan, so um he hit me up and it was, we had been practicing because my first full band show was supposed to be at the tap in college station, but like two weeks before that, but one week before the date at Harry's Dalton hit me up and we had only had one practice. And I was like, and all my members were fill-ins from other bands. So it was, <laughs> I had Dane from Jordan's band. He was my drummer. I had Jack Pertle from Steli's band. And then I had my own bass player, Roger. And so I was like, man, I got to hit up all these guys, make sure they're not booked with their people, make sure we're practice stuff. Like these are all new songs and we've only had one practice, but I told him yes. And we ended up practicing our asses off and had a first full show at Harry's. Second one was headlining the tap and then third and fourth, Pecos and the rooftops asked us to open for him. And Luke I, and Bach. Yeah, we and, just saw you yeah, and did that. Yeah. And Luke and Bach and Goliad. And then, Fifth one was at Eight Dares on Saturday in Deep Ellum, which but that one was a lot of fun too. But, yeah, so you yeah. put that on your Instagram, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, I had one. some yeah. badass pictures from that weekend too. Yeah, that was cool. What was it like uh, torn with uh, Pecos? Is that how you say his name? How do you say his name? It's Pecos. Pecos? Pecos, yes. Uh, I made the mistake and I still say it wrong. Like all that, the time. I know. I literally say it wrong all the time. And like and that's that weekend, the same. Pe- Pe- it's Pecos. Pecos. Is, is, yes. is there a town down there that's Pecos? 
Marquecas is a town. I think I thought it was. I don't, I don't know, know. If that's what he's named after or what, but because it's Pecos Hurley, right? That's his name. Yes. Yeah, there's a town called Pecos, Texas. Super oh, it's way far away, 600 miles. Let's see where it is. Oh, it's like it's southwest of Midland and Odessa, so it's like west west Texas. It's on the way to El Paso, pretty much. Not. But I don't know. But yeah, it's it's Pecos, and I learned that the hard way because I like literally I saw him tweet on on twitter it was like spelled out like pecos and then right. he just said pecos in quotes and then i was hanging out with him like an hour later and i was like yo pecos and then he was like what's up and then somebody was like damn you just called him by the wrong name like, <laughs> they were just giving me like giving me a hard time i'm sure like, he's used to it but oh he is that's what he said he was like man i'm so used to it it doesn't even bother me but he was like but my homies call me pecos and i was like <laughs> Better not call him Pecos ever again, bro. So, so how did you get? How'd you bump into him, or how did that come? Through um, Jordan. So I, I play guitar. Jordan. Yeah, it's all because of Jordan. But um, I play guitar. I play lead guitar for Jordan um, when he does full band shows. If I'm oh, not booked. Okay. So like, that's pretty much just because like they they wanted a fifth piece, but like you know they're not. They're not huge yet, and so it's kind of hard to constantly be paying for other band members and yourself. Like, I get it. It's That's a lot of people to be paying, you know, yeah, for shows. Yeah, it is, yeah. And so um, he was pretty much like, man, listen, we've been wanting a fifth piece, like an extra guitar player and another somebody else to be singing harmonies. He was like, "We, you know all of our songs. You know how to sing harmonies and play lead for all of our songs. He was like – what do you think about being like our fifth piece, but also our built-in opener? So you open for us acoustic and then grab your electric and play guitar for us. And I was like, that sounds awesome because I love playing with those guys. Like they're some of my best friends and they're super talented. So it just kind of worked out like that. Um, and then Jordan opened for Pecos at Harry's in College Station. It was Jordan next, and then the Hughes brothers, and then Pecos and the Rooftops. And so, I like, that's one of the ways that I've just, like, made a bunch of connections through Jordan is playing guitar when he opens for bigger oh, artists. Okay. And then, okay. and he's not a shit, like, he, he's he's proud of, like, the stuff that I do, and he, he likes my stuff. And so, he's not ashamed, like, when we're on stage to be like, yo, this dude right here, this is Parker Ryan. Like, y'all go look up his stuff. He's talented. He'll shout me out all the time. He actually let me play one of my songs with his band during his set at oh, Cheatham cool. Street when we opened for Tanner Estuary. So oh, that was really sweet. Cool. Yeah, and so Tanner's that's good how – Huh? Tanner's good too. It's oh, crazy Tanner, that you yeah. guys all just know each other and just like – Yeah, play with Tanner's awesome, man. He's, they're actually going to be up there in Oregon with us. Oh, right. really? Yeah, so I'm super excited because I haven't seen them in a long time. Him and his band, they're so they're so cool. They call themselves um, they call themselves the shit hawks. It's like Tanner Estuary and the shit hawks, but like they don't say the shit right, hawks. right, 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 right. They just call themselves the shit hawks, and there's like three honorary shit hawks in the world, and I'm one of them. Which I'm oh, look nice. at you, bro. Yeah, right. You're like everyone's <laughs> honorary guy. You're like the fifth piece for Jordan yeah, Knicks. Make us a pull you up. That's Hell tight, yeah, man. But yeah, that was. Um, I can't believe Pegasus was pulling me on stage. That was like a super last minute thing. It was right before they went on because I was walking around the parking lot, like out back and Luke and Buck. 
singing his song "Kill a Man" because that's my favorite song by yeah, them. Good song, yeah. And so uh, he was just—I think it was right before they went on—and he like ran over and he pulled me aside and was like, "Dude, do you want to come on stage and sing?" Or he was like, "I heard you singing Kill a Man. Do you know that song?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Like you know all of it?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> you want to come, come sing on stage? And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, that'd be awesome!" And he was like, "All right, it's the seventh song." Like, just come up whenever. And I was like, all right, bet. Come up whenever. Whenever it yeah. feels right. Yeah. Just hang out. Yeah. But it was really cool. But, yeah, that's how I met Pecos. He, he's been listening to – or, like, Jordan kind of put him on to my acoustic stuff. And I'd seen them post about, like – like, I saw in your article, you said you saw it from his Instagram story. Yeah. They started yeah. posting me on their Instagram story, and I was like, what? Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, dude. It, oh, it, like, it has to be huge for, like – for you because you have like 2,000 followers you know mm-hmm. like that's not no shade at you or anything at all but like when a guy like that puts your story out like people that are following him like that's literally I was like well if Pecos likes it like I'll give it a try because yeah you know I and think he's done it more than once yeah I know he has yeah I saw when he did Beaumont like a while ago that was like mm-hmm. way back in the spring I think if I remember yeah that. yeah but um, yeah, so they, I mean, they've been listening and they texted me one time and it was the day before my full band show at the tap and they hit me up and were like, do you want to come open acoustic in Midland? And I was like, man, like, ah, oh, that would be so awesome. I would love to, but like I have band practice. It's the day for my full band headline show. I don't want to like do a drive to Odessa and back the day before. So right. I turned it down and then I was like, but you ever need like a full band opener i have a band together i got all these new songs and they like they rock hard here's some of the demos i was like just let me know and like normally when you say that they're like all right yeah we'll let you know but they're like okay bet what about this weekend these two dates and i was just like yes like (laughs) write me down i will be there that's sweet so that's that's kind of how that how that happened yeah that's awesome do you guys like so is there like a lot of that like band members that play for like different groups too? Is that pretty common for y'all? It's fairly common. I mean, obviously everybody likes to have their own crew, but also like nobody's stingy. If you, if you're booked with your band, then you're booked. But if you're not, then it's like as long as everybody's cool with it, free reign. Like I know last weekend Steli opened for Pegasus and. They had, I don't remember where Steli's drummer was. I don't know what he was doing, but he was, I think he was in Mexico or something like that. But um, they hired D, who is Dylan Wheeler's drummer, to come play the weekend for them. And like, I, like I said, had Jack Pertle, who's Steli's guitar player. Right, yeah. Yeah, Dane, who's Jordan's drummer, come play. So it's like, I mean, I don't know of anybody that has any issues as long as you're open and you're not, you know, booked with who you're supposed right. to be playing Your for. Band, right, right, yeah. Not really a problem, yeah. So, do you get like, would would you ever, like, want to move to Nashville or anything? Or do you guys have, like, your own solid scene down there? Just because, like, we, we visited Nashville and, like, we like music and, like, you'd see guys that were playing with, like, different bands just through, like, yeah. a few days, you know? So it just sounded kind of similar, but I was just wondering, like, your take on that. Um, I don't think I would necessarily ever move to Nashville. I'm not 
I'm not completely opposed to leaving Texas because it's maybe a hot take, but Texas will never be as Texas as it was. Right. And so like Texas is getting less and less like Texas and just there's more people from out of state moving here. So it's like, it's where not like you, the, where, where would you go if you left Texas? I mean, where is um, my Texas uh, frontier? Let's see. I do like Tennessee. I probably wouldn't move to Nashville, but I, I like Tennessee. It's, it's a good um, state. It is a good state. It is a good state. I really like Arkansas. Arkansas goes hard. It's <laughs> so pretty, bro. Yeah. And then there's – I like Colorado. Um, That's kind of on the other end of the spectrum there. Yeah, and I would probably move to Oklahoma too. I wouldn't move too far from Texas, somewhere in this general area, but I wouldn't be completely opposed. To the Texas scene's pretty good though. Oh yeah. Now like there's so much good music down there. Like it probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it just it makes sense to be down here and like until unless I'm like touring the entire country and it'd be better to be in a different location, then I don't really see a, a reason but, to leave Texas. But you can feel like you can feel Texas kind of changing a little bit. I feel like I mean just like the cities are getting bigger. Right. There's more just out of state people coming here and just like it's it's changing which is which change is inevitable and it's going to happen and change isn't necessarily bad but it's like everybody has this idea of like how great texas is and it's the best state and everything and it's like it's it's becoming more and more like every other state right right slowly but surely yeah it's too bad slowly but surely that's that's my personal opinion yeah don't hate me for it no, you know, we don't hate you. I mean, we appreciate it. But um, so kind of like about your writing, like kind of who do you take inspiration from, would you say? Do you have anybody like you think of that, like all oh, like they kind of like inspired me when I started writing or not really? Or because you've been writing um, all the time too. Trying to think. I mean, you've got a very particular people. sound, you know, like you're. Yeah, like, I mean, like I, I definitely have influences that i listen to but there's really nobody that i'm like oh this was like i tried to write like them like right necessarily try to follow it. i think there i kind of get in, influenced from all over because i've listened i listen to all kinds of music like my dad raised me on like metallica and hard rock and oh, Judas yeah. priest and all that heavy stuff and then i also am like a massive bob dylan um it's like Robert O'Keefe, just like super singer songwriters type stuff. So I kind of listen to everything. And so I don't really know because because I listen to different kinds of music, I also write very different styles of music. Like my song, like dad is super singer songwriter. Yeah. Very like acoustic downer. But then like this new album has some songs that are like hard rock with Tom signature changes and tapping oh, yeah. and like hard rock stuff which i'm really excited to play do you know when that album is coming out before the end of august is the plan so, so soon yeah so this month we are working on a promo vid today and then as soon as it's done we're probably going to announce it awesome so because yeah. you have just the two eps right like talbert street yeah i got the two acoustic eps and i kind of i kind of did that just mainly because it was free and it was fast yeah and so like i got tired of playing for people and playing my originals and then them be like 
where can I listen to your stuff? And I'm like, I have two YouTube videos from like three <laughs> years ago you can listen to. But um, yeah, so like right after I'd met Jordan and I opened for them, I opened for Steli in College Station at Southerns and I met a guy that night named Ethan Whitaker, who's now my manager. And he, I told him, I was like, yeah, man, I think I'm just about to do an acoustic EP just cause it's gonna be cheaper than full band. and. I just kind of want to get something out. And he's like, dude, you can come over and we can try and just like mess with it. And I won't charge you anything. And if we get something and you want to put it out, we'll figure something out. And if you don't want to, then you don't owe me a thing. And I was like, all right, bet. So I went over there and then we recorded Talbot Street part one. And it was just like, never once was like, I don't know. It was just like, well, which one, like play me the songs you want to record. If you had to pick four or five and I played them all. And he was like, He's like, I, I like them all. Like, they're badass. Which one do you want to start with? And I just told him which one to start with. And then we just, like, rolled through it, recorded the whole thing, started working on album art. It was just, like, there was no, like, pressure for it to not happen. Right. So it just, like, was super organic and just, like, super laid back. We didn't – I didn't have a fan base to, like, be announcing right. the time, like, I have to, I'm going to drop this on this day. Like everybody like gets so excited for it. It was just like, we were just working on music for fun for free. And so it's just, so that was the idea with that. And then the night that we dropped Talbot street part one, I was like, we kind of had the idea to do two parts because I was like, man, I feel like there's more songs we could do, but I just want to drop these as soon as possible. So right, get something dropped it. Yeah, and then as soon as we did, like, that same night, we uploaded it, and I was like, well, uh, what do you want to do now? And he was like, huh. I mean, we could get started on part two. <laughs> okay, so then we ended up dropping Tower Street part two, uh, like, a month later. So we dropped two EPs back-to-back like that, and that was just kind of like, so I've been playing acoustic shows since I was 16, like like I said, the, the cover shows, and so that honestly has change that's influenced my playing and my writing and my singing just because if you're hired to be background noise at a restaurant you have to do something to make people listen to you to like force them to be like who is this like what is he playing so like what i've learned is variation and like volume like if you get on the mic and you're singing super soft and like quiet and slow they're not going to pay attention to you at all. But if you're sitting there and you're like playing loud and your guitar playing is busy, it's not just like a G chord and a D chord. If you're like playing a G chord, but picking like lead inside of the chord and just like the more you're doing, the more you're going to grab people's attention when they don't want to listen to you. Right. So like that kind of, I've noticed ran into, ran into my writing with songs like tell me like that one's just like, super busy and just like rolling 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 yeah. and then middle of the ocean like that's a chord that's chords but there's like a lead melody inside the chord and it's just like those are these are kind of songs that like don't necessarily need a full band to be yeah though no, i mean the both the both of the eps like 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 right when you click beaumont on like the songs that's when i clicked on that Peka shared mm-hmm. and like that opening little guitar like you do like like with that variation it does mm-hmm. like it just catches your ear, you know. Yeah, and, like, like that's one like that you're just, really like, listening, you know. Yeah, like that's one that that's another thing is like when you don't have a drummer, 
your playing becomes more percussive itself. So right. like that, it doesn't have drums, but like it doesn't need drums for you to get that like. Yeah, I was. So it was just you. You're the only guy that did anything on those songs. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I totally thought you had like another guitar player or something. Oh no, I did. I did all my own guitar, and I did my own harmonies on Tower Street Part Two. But Gracie York did the harmonies on Tower Street Part One. Yeah. Except for the song "Dad," I did my own harmonies on that one because I was. Yeah, really Gracie, she's song. good too. Yeah. Did you guys go on hippies and pod or hippies and cowboys together? Is yeah, that- me, her, and J.R. Carroll, who's another one of my good buddies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, we did that, and that was fun. That was like a little online show that they kind of did. Just like they're just like, well, we kind of want to see if this will work. Like, we'll sell tickets. You can keep all of the ticket sales. We're just trying to see how many people will come watch. Oh, they did that like, through the. They did that through hippies and cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and so that was just that was just a lot of fun. It was super laid back, and we were supposed to do it like it was supposed to be me, Jr. and Gracie all in like our different areas on a zoom meeting but then we were like it'd be more fun if me grace and jr just got together yeah. so we met up in dallas and just like all three set up the phone that's cool did it all together yeah that's sweet so when so when your album's coming out before august you said yeah we don't have a solid date yet just because we're kind of trying to finish up some things we got to um we got to finish the promo there should be done today and we're still not we're done recording, but we're not done mixing yet. We're going back on the 12th to do our final day of mixing. And then we're going to keep it for a couple of days after that. Just kind of like listen to it throughout the day on our phone speakers, car speakers, earbuds, headphones, just like trying to make sure the volume is good on everything. And if it is, then we're going to hit up Kent at the studio that we've been recording at. And he's going to master them and then send it back. And we upload it. Yeah, so kind of like it, it depends. We keep saying before the end of August, but we're not completely tied to that. If it takes a little bit longer to get things where they need to be, then like that's that's cool. I'd rather I'd rather do it right than rush it and just because we said the the end of August, you know. Right, right. Be careless about it. So, how many songs are you gonna have on it? It's gonna be eight songs. So eight. it's it's five new ones and. Pretty sure three of them are full band versions of ones I've already released. Okay. So we're doing, I think the re recorded ones are Beaumont, uh, Black Crow, and When You Leave. Okay. I love Black Crow too. That, that's, yeah, that's a really a like fast paced, fun one. Yeah. Yeah. And that one goes, one goes hard full band. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Yeah. It's pretty rock. <laughs> that one probably rips. Yeah. We do that one last at all of our full band shows, and it just it goes so hard. Yeah, I let my guitar player. We're like we. That's the one we do like our own little solos on, and oh, let yeah. my bass player do one and drummer, and then me and my guitar player do like a, a guitar battle, and then I just let him just rip it like nobody else can. That's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And now the writing. You said this one's like got a little bit different writing kind of style, or. Yeah, it's a little more because, I, like I said, I, I was raised on some hard rock. So this is definitely more. It's still got like my style of writing in the lyrics, but it's more like guitar based. Okay. Because I'm a, I started playing guitar first. I'm a huge fan of just like playing guitar and lead and riffs and solos and all that stuff. So 
this one just like it just has more guitar work in it really it's just more rock and roll it's got okay cool like a song called um oh, what's it called it's one of the new ones the cold it's called the coldest thing i can't think of the name because it's, it's got a funny story actually and it has to do with takers also so we um went and watched Chad Hasty open for Pegasus and Rooftops. Oh, yeah. The Frey Hyde. And I think that's in San Marcos. Maybe. Something like that. The Frey Hyde. Anyway, so we went and um, Ethan, my manager, was, we were kind of friends. Like, we were, we were pretty close with Cat Hasty at the time. And so we um, were staying in the same room as him. And we were having a like pile in there. We were sleeping on the floor or something. I don't know. But we, anyways, we went to the show with Kat. And then she opened and during Pecos set, I got like pretty trashed. And <laughs> long story, so I'm trying to remember how to explain it. So there was like tables because it was during COVID. So it was like sit down only right. under the covered area. So me and my brother um, came like into the tables and we were we were standing in front of one of the tables and i heard somebody go hey get the fuck out of the way and i turn around and it's this dude that's like six sticks bald with a big beard <laughs> like huge guy and i was like yes sir like no problem <laughs> so we scoot over and um we're still like pretty close to in front of his table but we're like to the side right of his way and so he gets up and he goes to like, I don't know if he went to the bar or the bathroom or something, but his wife was still sitting there. And so I was like, I kind of leaned. I didn't even completely sit on the stool, but I like leaned at one of the stools that they weren't sitting on that was on the stage side of their table. And his wife like tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and she was like, my husband's going to kick your ass if he sees you sitting there. And I was like, Mm-hmm. sorry like I will move no problem so I move and then I feel another tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's him and he's like are you talking to my wife buddy and I was like no sir like please don't kill me like dude I was not trying to fight this guy at all right he me and um yeah pick your battles yeah right I was not about to do that so <laughs> he was just getting in my face and then like the bouncers came up and like like got him off me or whatever. And he didn't ever touch me or anything, but they were trying to kick me out instead of him because, you know, he's the grown man and I'm the the drunk kid. Right. getting yelled at. So they tried to kick me out. And then I was like talking to him, like, listen, like I didn't do anything. I'm here with Kat. Like, please don't kick me out. Like, I just want to, I'm sorry. I didn't even do anything wrong. Um, so then we went back to the Motel 6 and we were hanging out and like everybody else had gone to bed. And I was like, man, I'm gonna drink one more beer, smoke one more cig by myself outside. Cause I like, I like being the last person up that just like, right. at the end of the night when you can be by yourself and just be like, I won. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta shoot <laughs> your dominant. Right. <laughs> so I was sitting outside and I like had this idea. I like don't even remember if I thought of the words or if I thought of the riff or what, but I was drunk as shit. And so I like ran upstairs. I did not want to forget it. And I was like singing it in my head and I ran in the hotel room and like all the lights were out and I was trying to find something to write it on. And I like, couldn't find anything. My phone was dead. And I like woke Ethan up and I was like, Ethan, Ethan, give me your notes, like open your phone. And he was like, what? And so I woke him up and I got him to unlock it. And I like sat in the corner of the Motel 6, at, like 5 a.m. and typed out all the lyrics to this wow. whole song. That's insane. And, don't remember like I don't remember writing them I woke up the next morning 
And Ethan was like, what did you write last night? And I was like, dude, I have no idea. So we go back and look, and it all in all caps at the top of the notes, it just says tempo. And I like, I have no idea why that's there, but like since then, I've always called the song tempo. That's why I couldn't think tempo. of that. Tempo, okay, okay. Because I think it's because it has a time signature change, which is not the same thing as a tempo, but they're both <laughs> time related. So right. I think I was just like tempo, like don't forget the time change. I just wrote the tempo. Right. And so we've been calling it tempo forever. But then that's crazy. I wrote it at 5 a.m. hammered in the Motel 6. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty cool opening for Pegasus. I would tell that story before that song. I'd be like, yeah, first Pegasus in the rooftops concert that I ever went to. I wrote this song, Blackout Drunk, on Cat Hasty's Motel 6 floor at 5 yeah, a.m. I was getting kicked out. So, but I, I'm really excited for that one. That one's, that one's heavy as shit, man. Yeah. That one's dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. So does your does your brother play at all? That's or? What I was going to ask. Yeah, he does. He uh he plays piano. He's been playing piano since he was five. Oh, okay. And he's a, he's a year and a half older than me. So he's actually – he writes a little bit too, and he's helped me with some of those earlier songs when we were living together. Like he helped – he actually wrote the chorus for Beer and Whiskey. Um, okay. He wrote part of Tell Me. He wrote a couple lines and When You Leave, I think. Yeah. So he's like he's he's definitely had some input in some of those earlier songs. Um, but we don't live together anymore. And I was telling him the other day, I was like, man, we need to write some stuff together because he he definitely has some good input. But he even uh, played on my on Talbot Street Part Two, I think. When you leave, I think that's the one it's oh, on. Yeah. And uh, he played piano on that. Okay. And beer and whiskey. He played piano on beer and whiskey too. Well, that's that cool, man. You guys are yeah. kind of like involved or whatever. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's going to A&M. Like, he's, he's a business major, and he's got his own plan. But, like, when I can, I like to have him record piano if I need piano. Or I'd like to write with him when, he, when he's free and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. And he's been a big influence on my music taste, too, just because he's another one of those people that will listen to, like, literally anything. Like, if you go on my songs and click shuffle – probably half of them were shown to me by him and it'll be like everything from folk from the 1920s to like modern like pop rock and then just like everything in between and it's that's i feel like that's probably from him because he just listens to like the weirdest shit but it's like so good at the same time yeah yeah so with this new album would you say you're kind of like doing like that country rock kind of thing or like how would you define it i guess I would definitely say it's the country rock. Um, kind of like like Geo or like Whiskey Myers kind of feel to it or like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like country blues rock. I, there's song, there's certain songs that like are not even really country at all because I definitely have country roots. Like I'm from East Texas. I was a chicken farmer. We raised cows like I'm a country boy, but I'm like that song tempo. There's n- there's not a whole lot of country influence at all. Yeah, that's kind of cool, though. Like yeah. Rock and roll. Because, um, I mean, I played in a cover band in high school before I started doing those solo gigs. And we did, I mean, same thing as my, with my music taste. We did everything from Willie Nelson to Metallica to Audio Slave to, like, B.B. Oh, King. Nice. To yeah. Just all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, we... 
when you leave definitely has like some country and there's a song called i told you so that's like you can tell from the melody and the lyrics that like it's a country song but like the music was definitely more like electric guitar kind of yeah that's rock. cool because i got uh tanner usry's uh bass player and drummer to record this record for me so they played and they're definitely a little bit more like rock and roll based you know so that definitely had an influence on the sound, but in a good way because they're badasses. They're yeah, totally. Badass. Yeah, it seems like that style's coming like super popular, like out of Texas particularly. Mm-hmm. Like Geo's kind of the same way. We're like big Co Wetzel fans. He's yeah. the same way. Yeah, me too. I'm a yeah. I'm a big Co Wetzel fan too. Yeah, Co's awesome. Just because, yeah, he just. I feel like I kind of relate to him because he's the same way. Like he's from East Texas. And he started off with like more country, like in that Co and the Convicts album. That's pretty much. I mean, it's yeah, got like definitely hard rock influence, yeah. but it's it's like still leaning pretty strong towards country. But then like this last album that he dropped is just like fucking rock and roll, dude. Yeah, it is. Like drug problem, um, FGA. Like those are just some straight hard rock songs. Yeah, but, like I respect it because he's he's doing exactly what he wants to do and he like totally doesn't care yeah. well you can you can tell when artists do that you know like mm-hmm. you can tell when an artist believes in what they're doing and that's that's when it's really cool you know yeah for sure so i'm i don't know i'm excited to drop this but i'm also like which i know that i'm not i'm not super well established yet so i'm not actually worried about it but if i had been doing like this acoustic for like years and years and i was about to drop this particular album i would be concerned and like what people are gonna think but well it's kind of like you said though it'll be nice to be able to point people in the direction at least they have something to go listen to now you know yeah for sure because it's it's definitely a little bit hard to book full band shows when you don't have anything full band (laughs) right right. you're like no dude sick and they're like where can we listen and you're like can't yeah i'm like dude this is me yeah trust this song is like no rock and roll like the guitar solos blah 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 and they're like oh cool and i'm like but you can't hear it unless you <laughs> you, <laughs> you, can't, you just gotta pay me to show up and do it and then yeah. be just, cool. you know just hope it's good so but yeah it'll definitely be easier and i mean there's definitely a, a certain like fan base for this acoustic stuff like obviously fans of zach brown and tyler childers totally. tell, kind yeah. of like digging this acoustic album but then i'm hoping that like dropping this album will get like there's a lot more like younger people my age that are more open to that like rock and roll like right totally yeah go to the show and just like high energy and have fun but i'm wanting to like these these songs definitely have that hard rock influence but they still have like the the quality of writing that i'm looking for like i'm still focusing on the lyrics and then you know maybe throw an acoustic set in the middle of the show and just like go from doing super hard rock song and then ask my band to step off and sing dad middle of the ocean and something else acoustic that's just like super low key and just like you know keep people's respect both ways because i feel like this these first two songs these first two eps like kind of helped me gain like songwriters respect totally and now these yeah. like this last album or this next album is about to like gain like people's attention right just because i mean like i was saying there's people that listen to the acoustic stuff but there's definitely more people that listen to full band full production 
Thank well, especially you when you're talking about like live performances, like everyone. Oh yeah. You know, like I mean, you can you can love like the acoustic stuff, but when you're at a live show, like it's hard to beat like high energy, like mm-hmm. rock and roll. Like that's what people love, you know. For like, sure. Just get to jump around and get super hammered, and, like have a. Good oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best way to do it, man. That's yeah. why like. Pecos and the rooftops, their shows are so fun just because they get up there and they have fun and it's high energy and you're just there. To I've heard so they, that. They seem like a rowdy group. Uh, they're, they're rowdy, man. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're a fun group to hang with for sure. I love that entire band. I've gotten to know them fairly well over these past few weeks because last weekend when Steli was opening for them on Friday in spring, so my girlfriend lives in Kingwood, which is like 25 minutes from spring. And I had no idea. Like, we were literally in the Panera drive through getting supper. And then she was like, did you know they're playing in spring? And I was like, well, how far is that? She was like, 20 minutes. Huh. And I was like, well, let's go get my boots. We are going to spring tonight. So we hauled ass home, changed a little bit, and then flew up there. And I had missed Steli's set, unfortunately, which is probably a blessing in disguise because I've never remembered the end of anything Steli plays like. <laughs> I've been to so many of his shows and I've literally blackout. It, something about Steli, his shows are cursed, I swear. <laughs> They're so fun. Like you want to talk about high energy, Steli has an awesome live show. Oh really? Just, oh yeah, awesome. Cool. And his band is phenomenal. Jack Pertle is a monster on the guitar. And then he's got he's got three guys that went to college together and they've been playing together for years and they're like jazz majors. And so they're like super like musically educated and super smart super tight and just like they have a chemistry and we, we call them the jazz trio because they're just like three super smart dudes and just like absolutely murder it and they're just the yeah. coolest guys yeah. so yeah his live shows are phenomenal that'd be cool yeah but yeah so we went we missed his set but then during Pecos to set I was literally in the crowd and like I made eye contact with Cade, their drummer, and he like pointed to me. He was like, "What's up?" And then they were playing, and then like his one of his guitar players, Zach, like pointed. I was like, "Oh, Parker's here!" Like whatever, and sent it to the bass player. And then Pankus never saw me, um, but their other guitar player, when they started playing "Kill a Man," made eye contact with me. He was like, like asked me to come up, and I was like, "Oh, like pointed to Pankus." I was like, "Ah, ask Pankus." I was like, "I don't want to just like run up on stage and not tell him," and so. He went over to the talk back mic and he like said something in it and then Pegasus was singing and he like did a thumbs up and like did this and I was like oh shit so I ran like out of the crowd and like went around that's so crazy this. that's cool and I got to come up but yeah they're they're a rowdy crew but they're they're all really good people and they're just yeah, like oh, really totally. fun to really fun to hang out with and be around and talk to and stuff so yeah one question I did have um your like cover art for your eps like what what's going on there uh so what's the inspiration for that uh lsd yeah (laughs) um i was i was at my brother's house in college station and that first album cover for tower street part one i drew it on my thigh while i was on acid and like I don't know. I'm, I'm not really an artist and like that definitely isn't great art necessarily, but like I probably would not have been able to do that because it wasn't forced. Like I wasn't sitting there being like, oh, I want to draw album art. I was just like, right. I had a pen. I just started drawing on my leg. Around. 
it turned into that. And then like I took a picture of it because I was like, damn, that's actually pretty cool. And then like we were working, uh, I was at Ethan's and he was like, so have you thought about Almart at all? And I was like, check this out. And I like showed him and I was like, if I messed with this, like get an app and make it like graphics, I had to use an iPad and like trace right. it with a pencil and messed around with coloring and then and all that. And it was just like, I don't know. It was really cool, and it was abstract, and it was different. I wanted it to stand out. Well, I was going to say, like, it matches your whole vibe of, like, trying to catch people's attention, you know? Yeah. It just it catches was, your eye. You're like, what in the hell is that? And then you listen and those to were definitely, the same thing. Yeah, there were definitely more recent songs that I, like, most of those were written in College Station, which is where I was when I drew that. Now, Tower Street Part 2, I drew that one again on acid but i was at our beach house in bolivar oh, um, because there's a song middle of the ocean which is yeah. about a cruise i went on out of galveston there's the song ghost which is by gabe wooten that's a cover of a song by gabe wooten who i met here in galveston um what else is on there when you leave and that one's like kind of galveston related a little like these were just that collection of songs was more based out of the Galveston beachy kind of area. Okay, and vibe. Okay, yeah. So I was at the beach house and like those colors that are in it, I took a picture of my buddy Hunter Green and he's like, he's laying in a hammock and like the, the water's behind him and he's just like chilling in the hammock. And so I actually, it was like the app I was using. You can pull up a picture and pick color palette from like that picture so every color that's in that drawing is a color that was in that picture okay. so it's like just like the drawing is more beachy and like it'd be hard to explain but like that the picture that i drew is actually like not ex obviously not exactly but it was like i remember where i was laying when i drew it and that's what it looks like like i, I would have to literally take you to my beach house and show you where i was standing and like be like okay look this way and doesn't that look just like that <laughs> but right, right, right. that's like that's the vibe i was going for with that one because the first one i thought was cool and i was like man i just kind of want to keep the same energy but something different right yeah. and like we it were is. planning on going there and doing that anyways and i was like man that would just be perfect i'm gonna do it at the beach house I'm gonna drop yeah it at the beach house. so that's cool it will and for you it's like you kind of like two different areas you know and like that shows yeah. the, the writing and the songs and stuff too so mm -hmm. yeah that's tight oh beaumont's the other one yeah, on yeah. yeah that's I, I wasn't gonna correct you it's your stuff but i definitely <laughs> <do that. laughs> no dude it's I, I got a lot going on up here man i, I don't remember all the time so how'd you come is beaumont like a town down there or something so beaumont is a town it's not down here but it's like kind of it's in it's like if you're looking at Texas, it's in like the bottom right corner. It's like East Texas, but right on the Louisiana border, kind of, okay. but down towards the beach. Okay. It's not on the beach, but it's like towards the beach. So um, that one, that one's got a funny story behind it too, which is definitely like straight related to the beach. So that song is, I mean, I saw the article. I know you know what it's about, but it's like, I wrote that song about a girl that I dated for years and then we weren't a thing. And then I heard that she had been with a guy that was from Beaumont. Okay. And I was okay. Like, I had no place to be mad. We weren't together. And I was like, that's, I mean, that's, that's your own business. Um, 
but we had kind of started hanging out as friends again and she invited me to the beach and I was down there and that guy showed up at the beach house, the guy from Beaumont. Right. And so like, I, again, I didn't have any reason to be mad. I wouldn't fix him like go beat his ass or nothing like that. I was just like, but I didn't, he didn't know who I was. I knew who he was, but I was just like, I was civil about it. Um, and we were sitting on the front porch and he was sitting right beside me and we'd been drinking for a while. And I mean, we, he was honestly, he was pretty cool. Like, and so, but I was still like kind of had something against oh, him. Yeah, you know? for sure, yeah. And so it was just like, it was a little bit weird. And um, he had said something about being from Beaumont and I was like, no way you're from Beaumont. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I have a song called Beaumont. And he was like, we'll play it. And I was like, all right, I bet. So I played it for him. And I played that last chord and I finished it. And he turned and he looked at me and he goes, man, fuck that guy. And I was like, it's That's Yeah. So I got to play it for him. And then like, I'm not going to lie. After that, somebody told him like a little while later, somebody told him it was about him and he like felt bad. and was like apologizing. And I told him the same thing. I was like, man, it's like we're not together. It's just it's not a big deal. I was like, obviously, I had the right to be a little bit upset, but I had no reason to be angry. And like, right, right. I have nothing against. Because I was gonna, ask, I was gonna ask, like, when you take these songs and like, there's actually a story behind it. Like, do, do you? Is it like weird at all when people find out it's about them, or or do you not really? Um, not necessarily, because there's not very many that the people that it's about know. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like yeah. Beaumont is one of the very few, I think. Where like it's identifiable to, to there's that know. one and then obviously the one about the cruise, like that girl knows that it's about her. Right. Um and then let's see. I think that's really about it. Makes sense. Yeah, I, was just I think so. But I'm I'm working on actually working on my first like, you know, happy love song. There you go. There you go. Super proud of. It took me 19 years to get one, but that one's about my girlfriend that I'm with now, and she knows that's about her. It's not finished, but I've I've played her parts of it, so that's really it. Will that be on the next album or no? No, not yet, because it's it's still not quite done. I need like one line in the bridge, and it's finished. But we're we've been done recording for a couple weeks now, so sure. And we have this album, eight songs, and then we already have a single lined up that we're going to drop after. And then I may drop that that song next after that. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Just play it by ear. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, there's not really a whole lot that the people that it's about, they don't really know. Right. I like to keep it that way because I don't want anybody no, to have to I, I was just wondering. Yeah, I wonder that with, like, every artist. I'm like, yeah. Because that sounds like it some, has to be about somebody to write that. Yeah, I mean, every every single one of my songs is based on a true story. It's based on my life. And, like, some of them are a story that I've written, but, like, different parts of it are taken from different stories in my life. Like, there's a – oh, what's on it? Oh, it's When You Leave. That's, like, a song where I took the narrative of, like, two different relationships and – made like a different story that's kind of that's cool yeah so yeah i don't like telling people because then it's like yeah i just don't need all that on me no i feel like if i was writing this i'd be like keeping that on the dl like yeah you know just i mean something 
People are like, who's that about? And I'm like, oh, it's just a story. Nobody. It's a story. <laughs> just writing a story. It could be about anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool, man. We kind of hit our hour mark. So if yeah. you got anything else you want to talk about or anything? If, if uh, not really. I don't no, think we so. appreciate just, you coming on, man. I'm, I'm glad y'all had me. Just um, be on the lookout for the new album. For sure. Self-titled. It's just Parker Ryan. It's going to be eight songs, full band rocking out can't wait for it that's cool man if you ever come up to iowa we'll have to link up or something or if you get anywhere close yeah we, we that's like say but was that northeast that's northeast right we're about, about dead right center we're about, about right above Texas. you yeah oh nice that's not it bad, goes like what oklahoma then like kansas missouri yeah. kind of next to each other then iowa we're right there got you yeah so not yeah. too bad yeah for sure, man. But anyways, dude, like we said, appreciate you coming on again. No problem, man. Thanks. Thank you all for having me. And, yeah, dude, yeah. Best of luck. We'll stay in touch, too. So. For sure, man. Yeah, we'll see you. Right, man, we'll talk. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.